I don't know, being famous is not the great redeemer I thought it was going to be when I was a uh-huh. kid. You know, every time somebody did something to me, I was in front of the shower curtain going, I'd like to accept this award <laughs> and you. I will not forget about you. <laughs> This is Don't Ask Tig. I'm Tig Notaro. And if you're lost, you can write in and you will find me giving half decent advice (laughs) time after time. I'm so unbelievably thrilled to introduce to you today to a true musical icon, the one and only Cindy Lauper. Cindy. Hey. Welcome to Don't Ask Tig. Thank you. Cindy, the last time I saw you... It was after your show at the Hollywood Bowl. I don't know if you remember this, but um, you were performing with Rod Stewart, and I met you briefly backstage. Yeah. I remember you were also apologizing for sound issues, but I truly felt like I had just witnessed one of my top favorite live performances. Oh, wow. I mean, really. I tell everybody since that time I saw you, Cindy Lauper hands down, was one of the greatest concerts I've ever seen in my life. Really? And next time, oh, my God. Oh, oh, my gosh. Your performance was so inspiring and emotional, and you just felt 100% in every moment of every song, and I felt it. And I was like, next time Cindy Lauper is performing, that is a concert I am going to buy a front row center ticket for. I do not want to miss Aww. a single move that you make. Oh, well, that's so sweet. You know, I... It's true. I I know I like to include people in whatever the heck is going on because I always usually go climbing up in the back because those poor bastards, that's where my seat was, Mm -hmm. you know, when I used to go. Do you know who presented you with your Kinky Boots Grammy? No. It was me. Wow. (laughs) See how selfish I am? I was just... No, I was no. so crazy because I had to do the mm. MC. I was yeah, kind of like the yeah. MC. And, you know, I was very excited because I had the piano skirt, you yes. know. I thought that was get it, music, yeah. you know. Sure, sure. So... No, listen, I was, I, I, I watched the whole thing. I was a presenter that year. I was nominated myself, didn't win, but I got to present you with your Grammy, which was a real thrill. And um, yeah, and you've received many well-deserved awards in your career. Is there one that, that means the most? Well, I got this Ms. Magazine Award way back when, and I was standing next to Geraldine Ferrara in 84. That was big. And also, honestly, Tig, the Emmy that I got for Best Guest Star, mm-hmm. I stood next to... Maureen Stapleton, you know, all in the family. Oh, very well. And right next to her was somebody else and somebody, all these famous women that I grew up watching. Mm-hmm. And then when they gave me the award, I felt like, I always feel this way, but I felt like, no, you take it. You're the, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, my God. 
to stand next to them was an uh, unbelievable honor. You know, oh, the way Glenn Miller played. You know, how many right. times <laughs> do you do that when you're a kid? I love that show. And I, I feel like the sitcoms from the 70s were where it's at. Well, if I saw Mary Tyler Moore and everything worked out, mm-hmm. after, you know, rehearsal, I'd come home, you'd watch the Mary Tyler Moore rerun and Star Trek. Between the two of them, I thought, okay, the world is safe. I could go to sleep, you know. Well, guess who's on the new Star Trek? Oh, <gasps> really? Yours truly. Oh, wow. Did they let you be a commander or something? Yeah, I am Commander Jet Reno. Get out! Star Trek Discovery. Wow, that's yeah. pretty good. You're the commander. Wow. <laughs> when you when you sat in the chair, did you want to just? Well, yell? no, I'm not. I'm not the uh, captain. Oh, so you're above the captain. So you tell the captain what to do, right? Uh, I guess. I honestly, Cindy, I don't know what's going on on that show. I try my hardest to learn my lines and do my best, but I don't know what's going on half the time. I stumble over my lines. It's a real circus. Do you get one of those laser guns? (laughs) I think I've maybe (laughs) held one once. Wow. Beam me up, right? Yeah. I've beamed. I've been beamed out of places. Get out. That's great. What was that like? I mean, you know, it was me standing on a stage, and then they told me I had beamed out and I could go take a break for a little bit. You know? Oh, wow. So I didn't go anywhere in real life. Just kept standing on the stage until they told me <laughs> <laughs> that I was officially beamed. Uh, yeah. Beamed. <laughs> so uh, now, Cindy. Tig. Cindy. Yes. Cynthia. Whatever. I don't care. Cynthia Lauper. I've read that when people ask if you're Cindy Lauper, a lot of times you say no and that you are another occupation. Is that um, terrible? I do. My no. husband told me that it's really rotten. <laughs> so I try not to. He's always pimping me out anyway. What are the so. occupations, though, that you claim? I'm, I'm in production. It's not a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a writer. It's not mm-hmm. a lie. Do you disguise your voice? Because- no. I'm no? just from New York. If you're in a cab... Everybody sounds like me in New York, right? I don't know. Yeah, but you have a face that looks a lot like Cindy Lauper. Yeah, they say that, and I say thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what? But if I feel bad, and then I say I'm sorry, it is me. You know, it started when I was with my had my kid. Mm-hmm. Now he's like 23, mm-hmm. but when he was a baby, he didn't know. Yeah, and people would stop me. Mm. And I remember when he was like almost two and I had him in my arms and we were going someplace and and this couple stopped me and said, oh, you know, we love you, blah, blah, blah. Thank you for your work, blah, 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 blah. And I said, thank you. And then, you know, I was bringing him up to the apartment and he goes, who are you? <laughs> and I said, I'm mom, mom, mama. Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, you're not. You're Cindy Lauper. And I was like, holy cow, this kid. Who is this kid? <laughs> you know, I wanted to say, who are you? That's great. It was always hard for him to share me. Mm-hmm. That's why I used to say, I'm sorry, it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Because I'd want my kid to have privacy. Yeah, of course. You know, and that was a big deal when he was a baby, a little kid. 
because they don't understand the whole thing and the pictures and stuff, yeah, you know? Right. But it was something that bothered him. So I started to just say no. My sons are, are four years old. and um, Oh, my gosh. Yes, they're tiny little people. But actually, they're pretty big. They're in the 99th percentile. But um, they call me Mare, which is French for mother. And uh, when they see me on Netflix or Amazon or something, when they're skipping through to look for a cartoon, they um, <laughs> they just scroll past me. And Stephanie asks them, they say, do you know who that is? And they're like, yeah, it's Tig. So they call me <laughs> Tig when they see something on the TV. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So they don't say, yeah, that's Mare. They so say, Mare, that's Tig. Do they learn French? No. Um, but, you know, we've got a house full of mommies and that there's two of us. So Stephanie is mom or mommy. And I decided Mare. I have French in me and just thought, yeah, I'll go with I'll go with Mare. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. And it's ended up being Mare Bear. So um, I enjoy it even more Aww. because they gave me that name. There you go. And Cindy, you'll, you'll, um, you're, uh, I'm assuming you're happy to be forever tied to the Girls Just Want to Have Fun song. It's such a great anthem yeah. and just uh, bright, fun energy and with such a strong message of feminism and empowerment. And We um, snuck that past them, didn't we? <laughs> Where where do you think we are today with feminism compared to when that song debuted in 1983 when I was 12? Oh, my gosh. I think, you know, two steps forward, one step back, mm -hmm. two steps forward, one step back. Mm -hmm. There's so much going on now. And I found something recently that said what you're taught as a young woman that – you sacrifice your life for love and you become basically enslaved mm -hmm. because I saw women who were disenfranchised every which way they turned. But my background is Sicilian. Mm -hmm. Me too. Oh, well, then you've seen it. Maybe. Maybe your generation didn't, but I did. I saw my grandmother... She said, in those days, you did what you were told. So she came over and married who she was told to marry. Mm -hmm. In fact, she married her first cousin, which is really scary. But they, this is what they wanted. So she did it. Mm -hmm. She cooked and cleaned and scrubbed and scrubbed sheets in the tub. And, you know, she was, you know, like a slave. Mm -hmm. And this is what you did. And if you loved your family, this is what you did. And I wasn't buying that as a kid. And, you know, I remember a Susan B. Anthony quote, the biggest oppressors of women are religion, the family, the government. Mm -hmm. Now I could, you know, quote Susan B. Anthony, but I saw that quote in 1980. Mm -hmm. I have not seen that quote since. Uh -huh. I've been looking for it, so I don't even know if she really said it. <laughs> but it is true. Because I lived through it. I lived through laws and I lived through religion and I lived through uh, the family. Mm -hmm. In 1970, we couldn't have a credit card without our husbands or late 60s. That's so insane. Yeah, you had to have your husband's name on a credit card, not yours, not even if you worked. 
And so oh they gosh. changed that. You know, now there's Me Too and Black Lives Matter, but education. I just see we need to be educated mm-hmm. and understand about the real history of our country. Mm-hmm. And I came from a generation where you were taught how to cook and clean, and they told you that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And in my head, I was thinking, for you, maybe, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> you know? I'm glad you didn't listen to that. And I mean, you're to, I mean, you've done so many uh, incredible things. No, I did different things, Tig, because it was always gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. So I'd think, well, how do you get around them? Well, try this. Well, I'm glad oh, you try did. that. You know. Well, Cindy, I am on your side, and I would say I know they didn't even let you talk. I'm no. Sorry. Listen, I talk all the. That's my entire job is talking. Um, I have guests on because I want to hear them talk. But I was going to say we should help um, the people that have written in. It's a perfect moment to actually help people out there that need help. Okay, from Tig and Cindy. The Sicilians. (laughs) All right. This first question comes from a mom who may be honest to a fault. Elle writes, I typically answer my children's questions with complete honesty. This is normally not a problem, but they were super upset when I told them that while pirates did exist, they were largely criminals who murdered and robbed and then spent all their money. I also may have mentioned that there were really no treasure chest filled with gold. My husband insists that I shouldn't destroy their childhood fantasies with facts, but I don't quite know how to answer their questions less truthfully. Oh. My immediate feeling about that is why on earth does this child need any information about pirates other than they are at sea, typically with an eye patch over their eye and a parrot on their shoulder? I mean, that's my feeling. Well, Tig, I have a little something that I could ask you, being that you're funny. What makes pirates so sexy? I mean, I don't think that they're sexy. They just are. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I thought we were in the middle of a real. You could share that with the kids. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't believe you snuck that in. I didn't even see that coming. I thought you were really. Really trying to figure out why is it? <laughs> and I just walked right into it. You just did. like, look, but, I don't hey. I immediately thought of Johnny Depp in the Pirates of the Caribbean, and I just thought, well, I don't think that that's well, not sexy. Or I know, thought of uh, Captain Crunch. I was thinking <gasps> of that pirate on. Oh, Captain, Captain Crunch. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, yeah, I just, I don't know. Um, but yeah, you got me, Cindy. But you know, the reality of that situation with uh-huh. the pirates. Yeah. Um, when England was at war with Spain, mm-hmm. they also had what was called privateers. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like they were pirates, but they were working for England. So they would attack the Spanish galleons with all the gold and stuff. And that booty was uh, either they kept it for themselves, obviously. But what they were doing was breaking down the Spanish connection with the New World. I mean, that is history. I know Mm -hmm. that's true. But so they weren't all just criminals. It feels like you're on the same page as L. It sounds like you guys are like, here, yeah, let's give this small child factual pirate information 
Whereas I'm well, they on were pirateers. But either way, I'm more on the side of her husband where I just feel like they're babies. They don't need yeah, to know, right? Yeah, I think I think especially things as seemingly innocent as playing pirates. Um I mean I guess you could really get in there and give your kid the history of pirates and the good and bad that they might have done over the the years and years and years, but my feeling is um just leave it with Captain yeah, Crunch. Yeah, yeah. Right? L, come on. That's just our two doubloons. But hope that helps, Matey. Cindy, <laughs> um we will <laughs> look, you did your your pirate thing. Our. I'll do mine. No, that's good. <laughs> we'll be right back after the break with some more questions. Cindy, we have another question from a mom. Lonely Mom writes, I'm a single mother with a 17-year-old daughter finishing high school and planning to move away for college. I work full-time and I'm gone all day. She's home alone all day doing high school online and, of course, wants to go out when she's done for the day. She spends a lot of her time at her boyfriend's place with his big family and nicer house. His mother cooks up dinners for everyone nightly and has food delivered from restaurants. I'm really happy that she has this, but I find myself at home alone almost every night and most weekends. I want to spend more time with her and enjoy the time we have left before she's gone. Is there a way to find a balance without being a controlling mom? I don't know. Like, if it's really fun by his house, can't she go over one time (laughs) and have dinner? That's a great idea. Because when I was reading this, this really broke my heart. Yeah, it's sad. You get jealous too, right? Because, you know, the mother can spend time with, she's not a single mom. She has time to cook. She has, Mm -hmm. she can spend time. She can make it this really wonderful household. You know, it's, it's tough when you're a single mom or you're the breadwinner and you got to come back and, you know, rattle them pots and pans and make it happy. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I would say make a picnic where everybody could go and have fun and laugh. And that's a great idea. A picnic meaning you could, it doesn't have to be at their house or lonely mom's house. I, I hate calling you lonely mom. I, it's so, I hate that you well, feel this lonely. way, lonely mom. Yeah, a I lot know. Of women I know. Are. I'm just, I just feel for her. I hate that she's going through this. And I think it is a great suggestion. Not that you need to go to your daughter's boyfriend's house every night with your daughter, but maybe see if she would be interested in bringing you along, or as Cindy mentioned, a picnic or elsewhere, just someplace else where it's neutral ground where you could all meet and bring your own food. Go to the grocery and just buy a bunch of sandwiches and say, come on, I'm inviting everybody. Go have a picnic. Lonely mom, Cindy and I feel your pain Please write us back and let us know what happens. All right. Our next question comes from Andy. Andy asks, 
My fiance Kimber and I have been discussing changing our last name when we get married. After months of discussion, we found one that we both love that sounds great with our first names. We started using it to get into what it would sound like, and we're like 90% sure about it. Then I Googled my first name and last name and found out there's a person with this name, and they're a pretty famous porn star. I'm heartbroken. I still love this last name, but I also own my own business, and I'm an artist and actor and don't want to be confused with this porn star. Well, I was offered to change my name, and I didn't want to for personal reasons, but I I don't know about that. If you um, named yourself Cindy Lauper, and it's not your given name, you named yourself mm-hmm. as an adult, and you Googled that Cindy Lauper was a very well-known porn star. Would you <laughs> would you keep that name while you're trying to Maybe. be an actor and singer? No. Yeah, see there's there's literally 10 quillion other names to choose from. Smith? <laughs> yeah, Smith. There you go. Cindy does it again. That's the name of your podcast. Cindy does it again. But I would say I know you like the na- last name you chose, but it's not like you've lived decades with this last name. And as I said, there's 10 quillion other names. Yeah, to that's choose true. From. Yeah. So find a new one, something exciting like Smith. Yeah, well, and, not and, Smith, and, but you know, <laughs> you can make it up. You can make What a- about Notaro? Andy and Kimber Notaro. There you go. Andy Notaro, Kimber Notaro, that works. Problem solved. Or Lopper. Andy Lopper, Kimber Lopper. Oh, I got it. Andy and Kimber Lopper Notaro. Well, La Notaro. No Topper. Oh, that's not good. Nobody will want that. Okay, La Notopper. <laughs> Andy, congrats on your engagement and best of luck. Cindy, this last question comes to us from the confession booth. Welcome to the confession booth. The Don't Ask Tig confession booth features listeners sharing secrets they've never told anyone in order for us to give them the advice they're afraid to ask for. Okay, that's why this is anonymous. Today's confession comes from an anonymous listener. Here's my secret. When I was in fourth grade, our school went on strike. And it was in the middle of the winter, and my sister and I got really bored, and our dad was staying home with us, but he wasn't very attentive. And so one day, we were throwing water balloons off the second floor to watch them splash on our yard. And the summer before, my mother had bumped her engagement ring, and a diamond had come out, and it was in a Ziploc bag, and she kept it on her dresser. Well, once we were out of water balloons, I grabbed the Ziploc bag, not realizing the diamond was in it, and used it as a water balloon. So it is somewhere in our garden at my parents' house, and I've never told anybody that story. Wow. That's a dirty trick for your mom, right? Yeah. Come on. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is my wedding ring. 
It's just a silver ring. And then this ring, hmm. I played Joan Jett's mother in the Runaways movie. Wow. And then I was cut out of the movie. <laughs> but I accidentally walked off with the ring and I never returned it. That's my That's confession. That's your confession. Book. And also, I named my character on Star Trek Jet Reno after Joan Jet. You know, I was looking in my phone for mm-hmm. her number, and I know I wrote it in my phone, but I put it under a secret name in case I lose my phone so Ooh. that nobody... You could put it under TIG. Well, I put it under something that I don't even know if it's her. There's a JJ, and I could contact JJ, but I'm not sure that's her. It could be JJ Walker from um, Good Times. It's a wonderful comedian. That was one of my favorite um, sitcoms in the 70s, yeah. But um, (laughs) when you get in touch with Joan, tell her I said hello. If if it's her. That's the whole problem. I don't know who's on my phone because it was so covert. That I can't even figure sometimes. I know Paul Rubens and I know Paul Reiser. And one time I'm writing to Paul Rubens, but it was really going to Paul Reiser. And he says, I don't think this is for me, son. And then I tried to explain, (laughs) well, I tried to keep it, you know, secret. It was such a secret that I didn't even know, you know, who was who. But, you know, yeah. Right. Joan Jett, the greatest song. I love rock and roll. Yes. I love that song. And you her know, documentary is so good. I don't know if right? you've seen it. No, it's I have. So, you saw it? I don't give it's a damn. So good. I don't give a damn about my reputation. My reputation. But, I mean, oh, could God. you imagine she put that out in the eighties and we were all like, Yeah, yeah, that's Joan, that's Joan. But when you stop and think about it, what she was saying was so yeah. great. Oh my god. It was really She's great. incredible. And that documentary is so great. Yeah, it's good. What do we do about this anonymous caller, though? Well, if she ever makes enough money, mm-hmm. she could go to the Diamond District and buy her mother a new diamond and say, mm-hmm. Mom, this is for you because a long time ago I was a dirty rat bastard. And I know I didn't mean <laughs> it. I was just young and dopey and bored. And I lost your diamond. But uh-huh. Here it is. Here's a new one from me to you. I, I would be you. so touched and charmed if one of my sons or both of them came to me years later and returned something that they lost or broke. And I would I would feel for them. It don't have to be big. It just has to be yeah, the yeah. thought of it. It would make her, you know, really happy. Yeah, I would be very touched. Cindy, you've got great advice. Oh, wow. Well, we didn't hear back from Anonymous. She might say, hey, you guys, what do you know? You know. <laughs> well, well, I mean, if that's the worst that we get from that, I think I can deal with that. Is some anonymous woman saying, hey, what do you know? And I'd be like, <laughs> not much. The show's called Don't Ask Tig. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks for your confession, Anonymous. For penance, Cindy and I recommend doing some gardening. Who knows? Maybe you'll find something valuable. That's great advice, Tig. Yeah, and start an organic garden, too, while you're out there. Why not? Listeners, if you have a confession, call 833-ASK-TIG-4. That's 833-275-8444 and leave me a voicemail. Feel free to make it anonymous. You know, in fact, I encourage you. Remain anonymous. Cindy, that's all of our listener questions. But before you go, I have one final thing. Okay. Typically, I ask my guests 
about the best and worst advice that they've ever received. But since you're a master of lyrics, (laughs) I was wondering, what is the best wisdom you've ever heard in the lyrics of a song? Oh, there's a lot. There's a whole What's Going On album that was Mm -hmm. so incredible. Aretha, Respect. I mean, even the one that you mentioned a moment ago with Joan. That's right. I don't give a damn about my reputation. Gotta love that one. And that's from Joan Jett. I mean, who's going to argue with Joan? Nobody. Because JJ. JJ. I wonder I mean, you if could that argue is JJ. I wonder. Why don't we call? Why don't we find out? Really? Do you have Chrissy Hines' number? No. I love her, too. She's Me so too. cool. Well, they all she are. She doesn't give a damn about her reputation. They all are cool. That's the whole mm-hmm. thing. Okay, JJ. Why would yeah. I? Do you think I would have put it? Should I just text Okay, text. Did Tig play your mother in the movie about your life? And if it's somebody else, they'll say, what? And if it's Joan, she'll be like, yeah, and we cut her out. She sucked. Did Tig play your mother? (laughs) You're really doing it. Why not? What if she, on her end, her phone says CL, and then she's like, CL? Who the hell is CL? Who is CL? Should I put my name? No. Don't put my name, because no. then... Say, dear, dear JJ, signed CL. But what if she thinks I'm being an ass? Well, you don't give a damn about your reputation, Cindy. <laughs> and she didn't give a damn about hers. So you're left with, who cares? Oh, I really like her. I think she's so great. I do, too. Even though I was cut out of her movie, I still love her. <laughs> <laughs> cut out of her movie, never saw her again in my life, and named myself after her on Star Trek. I should have her on this show. You should. Why mm-hmm. don't you? I will. There's a lot of people to get to, but I had to get to CL first. <laughs> JJ. I, now I'm dying to find out if that's all. Did you send it to her? Yeah, I pressed send. Yeah, I did. All right. It's sent. Well, let me know. Yeah. JJ. <laughs> Well, um, I'm going to have to say. Yeah, adios. I know. It's been great talking to you. Now I have to watch Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek Discovery. I don't start until season two. And what channel is it on? It's on CBS streaming, but they've started showing the show, I think, on the network since the pandemic. But, um, But yeah. Cindy, it was an absolute pleasure. And I'm telling you, next time you are in Los Angeles performing, front row center, you're going to see me and my wife, Stephanie. And we can't wait. Well, yeah, I'll find you. I cannot emphasize enough what a pleasure it was to have you and how much your live concert that I saw at the bowl just blew my mind. Uh, And I can't wait to see you again in person. Oh, thank you. I hope I live up to that. Jeez. Oh, you will. Thank you, Cindy. Okay, take care, huh? Bye. Have a good one and beam yourself up safely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.
Tig is hosted by me, Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Ouellette, Shana Deloria, and Ryan Lohr. Our editors are Phyllis Fletcher and Beth Perlman. Executive producer, Lauren D. Engineering and sound mixing by Johnny Vince Evans and Eric Romani. Digital production by Christina Lopez. Talent booking by Marianne Ways. Production support from Pizza Shark. Our theme music is Friend in Tig by Edie Burkell and Kyle Crusham. And Listen to Your Heart by Edie Burkell. Special thanks to Hunter Seidman, Lily Kim, and Alex Shafford. Concept developed by Tracy Mumford. Our executive consultant is Dean Capello and Gobsmack Studios. You can always ask for advice at don'tasktig.org. Just write in with your problem or send us a voice memo. You can also follow us on social media at Don't Ask Tig. Don't Ask Tig is a production of American Public Media. And as always, thanks, Dana, and I'll tell Becky. I'm stand-up comedian and sex symbol Tig Notaro. And I'm actor and writer Cheryl Hines. Before Cheryl and I got into the big business of podcasting together, (laughs) we were just simply friends. And we're still friends. But now we talk about a different documentary every week on our podcast, Tig and Cheryl, True Story. So whether you love documentaries or just want to hear us slowly lose our minds, check out Tig and Cheryl, True Story, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, cool.